Yeah, yeah. What's up, Juventini? Welcome back to the AJC. Oh, victory Saturday, Saturday, baby. Victory Saturday. Look, Lex, the air is just a little bit fresher today, okay? Reading the news, reading tweets, it's just a little bit sweeter today, isn't it? After that massive, massive win against Napoli. How are you doing? Oh, amazing. Couldn't be oh. any better. What a game yesterday was. I was so happy when I woke up this morning. It's so it's so good. And I I know obviously we would have liked it to be more comfortable, but I'm telling you, it's just that little bit sweeter when you're grinding them out by one nils because it just rattles those chihuahuas even more. So the fact that it comes like that, oh, I just absolutely love it. And so many little instances through this game make it that much better. We're going to have a lot of fun today. The live chat's already absolutely on fire. Smash those likes, everybody, and we are going to get into it. We're going to tackle all the highlights, okay, the talking points through this game. And I have receipts for everybody, all right? Oh, yeah, I have receipts for uh, the Napoli Chihuahuas out there, and we're going to have some fun with that. Of course, break down the game, talk about player performances and uh, everything we saw, things we can build on and uh, continue with. But we are going to have some fun today, everybody. Napoli are the loudest chihuahuas. There you go. There you go. RB Comps, love seeing you in here. Legend, there you go. And Mr. Skanga, don't forget to like the video on this victory Saturday. Ciao, Hanin. We got uh, Black Mamba 17. Hey, we were chatting on Instagram there, and uh, he was sending me photos from the stadium. Got to enjoy this victory there in person. Thank you, my friend. Uh, and it's nice now to be able to put a face to the name. Glad you got to see a victory in a big, big match. And we'll talk about Max and big, big matches so far this season as well, Lex. So uh, a lot to talk about, everybody. And uh, yes, this is another point coming in from uh, LJJ. We finally have a real United squad. Oh, there's a lot to talk about. Dom catching strays. You know what? Dom's going to be in there, but I like Dom. Dom's, Dom's uh, good shit, but he can be guilty by association, Mr. Uh, Apuzzo. So we're going to talk about that too. But let's get to uh, the matter at hand, and that is the game itself. Starting lineup we saw going into this one, Lex, Chesney, Gatti, Bremer, Danilo. You got Cambiaso, McKenny, Locatelli, Rabio, Kostic with Vlaovic and Chiesa up top. You know, other than <clears throat> myself personally thinking that so far from what I've seen... I Going into this one, I wasn't really buying into the whole right side with Cambiasso, McKenny, whatnot. I liked McKenny better as right wing back. Think we need a little more versatility in the middle. But they were just tweaks that I would have done. You know, maybe still use uh, Hans Nicolusi, Cavilia, have Locatelli as a mid salad to try and get more impact influence out of the middle. And I would have liked to just see Rugani. Uh, Bremer and Gatti continue, but I knew it wasn't going to end up being that way. And ultimately, I didn't really care because I have no problem with Danilo coming in. And McKenney's been working his ass off, whether he's in the middle or right wing back. So 
I didn't have a problem with the lineup whatsoever, really, other than thinking about some options that Max has that maybe we could try moving forward in the future. But your thoughts on that starting 11? I'd have to agree with you, Berto. I think there was no surprises, really. Um, and that tends to be the case with Allegri most of the time is it's not really it doesn't really stray from what we know and what he knows. So I wasn't surprised by the lineup. Um, wasn't necessarily upset about it either because it's something we've been seeing and it's been working in certain aspects. So as you mentioned, um, McKenney, I mean, we're going to get into that discussion today, but McKenny Remontada this season, wow, I thought he had a great game yesterday as well. And Cambiasso as well. As you said, I was pleasantly surprised by that right side of our lineup for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, let's just get right into uh, head, um, highlights, talking points, everything. A minute in, and we get uh, one of our defenders heading one just wide of Tech's goal, okay? Uh, but uh, a little bit closer. Tech did seem to be on it. Uh, Tech seemed to be on it this entire game, other than one little moment. One little moment that uh, we all had to uh, have a short memory about, and so did Tech, thankfully. Uh, six minute, we get a fast break going the other way. Vlaovic finding Cambiasso, and Cambiasso was with it right away. Even Chiesa, like they just looked like they were ready to uh, run and gun with Napoli. Uh, Chiesa, or sorry, Cambiasso did end up cutting inside, but he got his shot all wrong, unfortunately. All right, so uh, didn't work out from there. Eighth minute, the this start of this game was absolutely frantic. Okay. It was just, you know, I I kind of, and we'll talk about it, but the, the fans that want that attack, they want this attack, attack, attack. Games become like this, and it's almost more nerve-wracking watching a game like this when I don't feel we're that... Uh, ruthless up top you know so anyways politano gets his opportunity come back he didn't miss by much on this he cut in inside to the top of the area and he just curled this thing wide um very very close call there 18th minute chiesa cutting inside he finds vlaovic does vlaovic have to do better here lex yes <clears throat> yes he really does i was like i couldn't believe that was a miss the defender came in. He ends up hitting the defender inside him. It looks like he was obviously trying to go uh, far post. Um, yeah, it's it's unfortunate. I, I, I felt like he had that short side tight if he wanted to just absolutely laser that thing in short side. Uh, Merritt has not been strong as of late, but uh, he gets a big one blocked. He does head it. Over to McKenny. McKenny gets up there for a bike. Ends up biking uh, Merritt there. But uh, I like the attitude. I like the the aggression at least. Even after missing that hit, the defender pops up. Vlaovic, you know, kind of trying to get after whatnot. But I do expect better in a shot opportunity there. Even potentially not taking the touch and just hitting it on the one touch. Uh, but uh, nonetheless, here we are, right? Uh, 27th minute. This is something I talked about with, uh, Anthony for every, with every, with Anthony, excuse me, for everyone that was there for the preview show. I said, one thing we have to be aware of is the stretch plays with Osiman because when Napoli does get pressed back, if you allow the, the space for them to launch a ball, which 
a lot of their guys will do and take that shot. If you have Osiman and stretch plays, I worry about Bremer. I worry about any of our guys on 1v1 scenarios like that with Osiman. Here we go, 27 minute, and we get caught in one of those scenarios. And it's Gatti. I couldn't figure out for the life of me where these other defenders had gone. And yeah. I did the same thing. I was like, how? I watched it like 12 times. I'm like, how? Like, why was he? I didn't understand. <laughs> why was he wide open? Yeah. So uh, look at this. You got uh, Gatti would have scored that Blavich chance. There you go. <laughs> we got shouts for Gatti getting in there for a uh, striker. Uh, listen, um, yeah, Gatti. And we're going to talk about this whole play and buildup because as Osiman's taking it down the right flank, you see Rabio. if you watch a replay, he takes a couple steps in, he, he goes back out like he's following them directly. The danger is in the middle of the park there because yeah. you have your yeah. last back heading out towards Osiman. You have to sprint back as hard as you can and take that middle. He seemed to not be able to understand that. And I will say that there were several moments throughout this game where Rabio was weird he even had this little pass in our box at the start when napoli had us under pressure he plays a a volley pass inside to cambias who luckily dealt with it fine and plays it over the top to mckinney who then did even better to relieve pressure for us but rabio is making some strange strange decisions there in this moment that is one thing that i didn't like is rabio not figuring out but gatti laid off which I didn't like because you see Osiman take a look up inside to the middle you have got to run at him hard you can't give him that space it's like Gatti felt comfortable that he just got this space between him and that he's just holding him out no you've got to lean on him make sure he doesn't you have to be aware of what's going on behind you there's nobody else there your last guy back lean on him I know he doesn't want to get beat but you, that's the whole point Put a, put a hand on him. Grab his shirt. Do something. If you have to take a yellow in that kind of scenario, that's very close to a similar type of moment we had in the Inter game where they scored on us. You have to know when to take those fouls, when to get dirty, when to just, you know, rip that shirt down, do something. So I didn't like that from Gatti there too. He was too quick to just lay off. The pass comes in. Thankfully, Cavara, oh, Made an absolute mess of that, okay? So, uh, yeah, very, very yeah. thankful there for that one. That was a massive turning point in the game for me. Personally, as soon as he missed that chance, I was like, yeah, we're winning. Like, as yeah. soon as that didn't happen, I was like, the, yeah, we're taking this game. Because, as you mentioned, and Rabio on that play, that's a great point. I mean, we're always taught you recover centrally, especially when your center back has stepped and you get beat. You recover centrally every time. So I was shocked that Rabio, like you said, kind of followed the ball. He was completely ball watching. Didn't realize Kavara was wide open on the far side like that. And yeah. Kavara, I mean, wow. Like you said, made a meal of that chance. Absolutely. Which is shocking. But I guess that just all has to play into a player's level where they're at in their confidence at this moment. We know Kavara hasn't been at his level he was at at this point last season. So, yeah, that was a crazy miss for sure. Napoli in general when it comes to scoring goals, and I've been saying this for a while, even while Rudy Garcia was there, even though I think he's 
nothing as a coach, and I really don't think Matsari is going to be the answer for them. However, their finishing has been brutal, um, and Cavada especially. But uh, I will say Tech uh, did very well for being solo on this one and left to dry because he was at the just outside the six-yard box when the pass come across and he jumped out there immediately on yeah. the first touch. So he did uh, apply more pressure to Kavratskalia, uh, but we have to be honest, that's one that if any of our players are in the position, even if you got to take a touch around the keeper, he yeah. had time, he had space. You've got to find goal on that one. Thankfully, Kavara sucked on that play. So beautiful for us. Now we can get going to uh, the, uh, 38th minute this is like so unlucky okay but like they have a cross coming in bremer bremer heads this thing it hits gatti okay <laughs> hits his own guy on the head at clearance falls right to di lorenzo chesney was all over this is a ridiculous save to make in this game and it's one of those things where i felt like the Kavara one, it was like, okay, holy smokes, Politano's chance. It's like, okay, guys, you know. But this one, when he makes this save, I'm like, this is this is the one that's demoralizing now for Napoli. They ain't going to score on us. Like, I literally felt like it's just ridden in the stars tonight. If you're not burying, like, from here, that's it. Did you feel the same way? Like, it's just, yeah. Perfect. I was like, you captured it perfectly. It's exactly how I felt. It's written in the stars. As soon as we had those chances that we somehow found a way to prevent them from scoring off of in that first half, I was like, okay, now we have to win this game. Like, there's just no other option. And Tech, I think we'll get into this later, but wow, that save, like you mentioned, was incredible. Like, nothing short of amazing. Yeah, unbelievable save. Uh, in the clearances there, we made another block there. I believe might have been Locatelli. Um, it was all hands on deck. Okay, we go into the half again. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's an open game. You know you're gonna get chances because for me, Cambiasso did a lot of good things on that right side. He was getting the ball uh, deep and making these cuts inside. It was the lack of options. I felt like, you know what? We do have to commit with one of our Metzalas has to be in there and supporting mm -hmm. the attack. But even further beyond that, a little too much ball watching and standing still from Chiesa and also Dusan Vlaovic because when Cambiaso's doing that, they were watching. They're just watching as that happens. You've got to be moving. You've got to get. So in the final third, we still had a long way to go. And that's why I've been saying for a while, I just, I get, I don't think I would take this team into run and gun games like this, uh, you know, and want it to be that wide open. But Cambiasso and overall, I felt there's goals to be had for both teams in this game. Like, we were getting fast breaks at them. They were coming at us. Like, I just felt there was goals in the second half. I was surprised by uh, only seeing one, but I'll take it. Um, and that was your call, 1-0, wasn't it? Or did you call 2-0? 2-0. I called 2-1. Yeah. I called 2-0. Yeah, yeah, center back goal. The wrong center back, but I tried. But you got the clean sheet. Okay, I did. you got the clean sheet. And uh, I thought that was going to be difficult, but uh, hey... Tech said no. Second half, 48th minute. 
A little bit better from Juve. Long ball from Locatelli to McKenney, who's making uh, a nice run up there. And what I say, get the Metzalas more involved, help support the attack. He does. He finds Vlaovic, who has a nice one-touch hit off the post, but ends up getting called back from offside, but a positive start to the second half from Juventus. 50th minute. We get a long throw in from McKenney. He loves his long throws, okay? And hey, let's throw everybody into the box and try and create some havoc. It gets cleared out. A quick exchange between McKenney and Cambiasso. And then this ball is on a platter, okay? This is just beautiful. Freezes Merit, okay? And he's been junk lately anyways. And then Gatti beats not only Di Lorenzo, but Ramani as well. And puts this thing in i'm sitting at work and i jump up and i'm screaming and then i'm like oh my god i'm at work and uh the guys at the front counter are looking and they're like uh something exciting up i was like oh yeah i was like oh yeah got tony baby man this guy is just it's kind of funny because he has moments where he frustrates you because he's still green and trying to get it but the guy has been just absolutely clutch, and I friggin' love him. All right, Lex, this goal. Yeah, gotta love Gatti, honestly. And it's just, I know I always keep saying it, but he was a midfielder in his past life, like definitely, because it's just so funny. His, I think that the attacking power that he adds as a center back is so interesting, and it's good for our team. And as we've seen, he's come through with these clutch goals for us time and again. Um, and I don't know, I loved the camera angle on that play because it was like flipped around and at least for my stream and we kind of had that view right from as if you were Gatti. So I watched the ball like soar in the net from his perspective. And I just remember, like you said, I was so excited. It's probably been one of the more goals that I've been excited for this season. So it was just awesome. What a moment. Oh, I'm so it, happy it, for Gatti. It's, it's unreal. This guy and, uh, you know, I know the frustrations that some have had in his game and everything, but I said, like, this guy, it just, um, the things he says, you know, talking about dying for his teammates, you know, bleeding black and white. I owe everything to Juventus because of this opportunity and everything. Like, it's just, he fits Juventus. He's one of those characters we literally have been built on. And yes, the struggles... I could tell you struggles about legendary guys, guys that like players that people talk about now, like that associate with Juventus that weren't the flashiest, weren't the greatest technically to watch, but like we were literally built on these guys. For me, he fits that bill. Gatti is Juventus in a sense, like in a big, big sense. Um, but yeah, that Juve DNA, he is, uh, he's leading in a big, big way. And he's become like one of these on field leaders almost. And, uh, it, it, in the future, uh, who knows? Yeah. Maybe you can put him up with some crazy names out there. I don't like to do that yet. I don't like to do that so early and comparisons to absolute legends, but if things, if all things continue and he polishes his game because he's still got years to go. And a lot defenders just blossom later on in their later years. But uh, for me, I'll deal with some of the growing pains with just the attitude, demeanor, and all the positive things that he brings. I'll deal with some mistakes there. 
You know what I mean? Like, Lex, your thoughts on Gatti? Yeah, I mean, oh, what's not to love? Like, that's all we want, right? As a club player to come in and just show their love for the club, show their passion, their dedication. I think, like you said, um, a lot of times I even forget his name, um, his age. 25 years old, like, as you said, especially for a defender and a center back, that's still pretty young. And so I think the way that he plays, at times we see that a little bit, but there's other times where he comes off as a seasoned veteran, as we said, especially with those clutch goals he's been putting in for the team, the way he leads. I think whatever he found in that book, a book Relentless or whatever he's reading, um, I saw a tweet about that this morning, has been absolutely crucial for him and for our team actually and i think rb left a comment about his story and i know yeah. it's become a bit of a meme on twitter about um gatti was used to be a bricklayer um was in Serie d and now he's playing for juventus and i just think that i know it's become a bit of a joke but it's actually quite an incredible story at its core and i think it's just really cool that we get to witness that and we got to witness his progression and we get to watch the growth of this player right like I think it's special for our club for sure yeah I I just um I'll net like what have I been saying for a while is like give me guys like we had uh major parts of last season even the year before that where I was like you know what give me guys that want to be here guys that want to fight guys that realize the opportunity in front of them and I said, that's that's a that's a ton of the battle right there. It just just give me those guys because there was games last year where I was picking out names and I have no problem naming them now, but like I think like the Argentinians caused us problems last year. Like Paredes and Di Maria, like half the time you don't like do they care? Do they wanna be there? Like Di Maria looked disinterested a bunch of times, and I get it playing in a style that you didn't really like, you didn't really agree with how you were being used, whatnot. But you know what? That's just being a prima donna. It's time to get over it and get uh, to business. And he was so soft in games. And I know that's not his game, but I always said, like, give me that attitude. Give me some of that fight. Give me some of that grinta, like, all the time. But uh, I I just absolutely love what Gatti's doing. And it's a great story. And I hope that he just continues to evolve and grow for Juventus. Because he is committed to Juventus. So more of that, please. Now, 1-0 up. Uh, cue the bus. But no. No. We actually, and I said this too in the preview show. I said, it's not going to be like Monza where we showed them a complete lack of uh, respect in terms of thinking they would just not break us. We would still keep up with some of the pressure and be going at Napoli and not giving them lanes and everything. We did just that. We didn't actually clamp down in this one until the 80th minute. So the last 10 minutes were very nerve-wracking, okay? But uh, even in the build-up to that 65th minute, Chiesa runs in, he cuts to his right, has a hit. It just goes over the target. Um, like I said, 80th minute, it is clampdown mode. And all they really were able to get is around the 88th, 89th minute, uh, Raspadori has a hit uh, from trying to free himself up top of the area. It ends up being a slow roller to Tech. That's as close as they would come, all right? And uh, Juve is back on top, baby. Getting the job done, 1-0 against Napoli. Oh, man, what a sweet, sweet, sweet feeling that was. 
Now, your thoughts just in general on this game, was it as you expected? Do you think uh, we attacked good enough? Do you still see the same Juventus? Do you think that we're just treating it kind of like I've been saying, every opponent, every game is going to be a little bit different. And it seems like maybe we're just planning things out based on who we're playing. Yeah, I think, um, first of all, as you mentioned, what a win. Extremely happy about that one. Um, exciting game as well. I think just even from a personal standpoint and as a viewer, I think it was a great game. Uh, I think that in terms of our play, I think it was what I expected because, as you mentioned, we seem to have been shape-shifting our style in order to suit whoever we're playing. And, wow, Max Allegri, I don't know what you're doing, what kind of deal you signed with whoever, but for some reason, it just continues to work out. Um, actually defying all my expectations and um, preconceived notions because every time I mention that's, you know, an unsustainable way to play, it just keeps on sustaining itself for some reason. We so I either, either our luck runs out at some point or either this is our makeshift living on the edge, sustainable way to play. We are definitely going to talk about uh, sustainability, okay? Because this has been like one of these things. And it, I, I kind of laugh at it too, in a sense, because it, it's like, it's those people that just can't really give in to the fact that a style you may not like is working and it might be the best for what we have. Like I said, this game might be another proof of what I've been saying that I wouldn't take this team into a run and gun game with anybody. We just were, were not clinical enough up top for me to feel comfortable. Um, and to be honest, if we look at this game in the start, the way it was so wide open and going like that, Napoli definitely had the better out of that run. So it, it, it's one of those things where I, I, I don't believe even really like when we're talking about styles, etc. there's so much more to it that's going on on the pitch that we have to look at and everything and really the ability of your players. But I'm based on who we have and who's out there and everything. I don't feel comfortable getting into those run and gun games. I feel much more comfortable being balanced and trying to find ways to hurt opponents based on what they have like yesterday brilliant you got Nathan out on uh that uh, left fullback role attack that and Cambiasso did that's just smart that's just playing the games the way they are ahead of you and figuring out where their weak spot's going to be and trying to exploit that we did that from the get-go which was actually good to see unfortunately there was a lot of execution and still a lack of cohesion but maybe if we build off that Cambiasso and then the strikers will start to know where they need to go as that evolves but it's something we should build on and we'll get into that too we do have to uh first off uh there were some substitutions that were made Max Allegri continues to just maybe be relentless until he finally gives me that jammer okay that heart attack because sandro finds his way into this game in the 83rd minute and i'm like my god it's all hands on deck and we're throwing sandro out there he also brought in rugani that substituted for uh cambiasso illing jr we saw come in these were very late 
90 minute, like 90 second minute substitutions really clean, clean up more of that clock. Okay, just kill it some more. Uh, but you did see Milik come in for Vlaovic. And we'll talk about uh, Milik, Vlaovic, etc. And Moise Keane gave uh, Federico Chiesa a rest. So some of these guys getting in for subs. Not a lot. Uh, Milik was the earliest one at 70th minute taking on Vlaovic. But... Uh, yeah, Ealing Jr., not enough, uh, you know, minutes. I don't think uh, the story has changed there. He did cough the ball up, too, immediately, like on his first touch out there. But uh, him in the middle of the park. Uh, three months. <laughs> different, different story, different story, okay? But uh, we before we get into man of the match, okay? First of all, I got a little business to take care of, okay? So... Oh, it's impossible to win all the time unless you cheat. No, it isn't, De Laurentiis. You guys are just toilets, okay? Day to De Laurentiis, okay? You're the first up. Number two, the little chihuahuas out there. We got one coming out here. At least it wasn't 5-1. That would have been embarrassing. Cool, those look great on the scoreboard. Looks like you won 2-1. No, you didn't. 1-0. Day. Day goes out to you, all right? We have Victor Osimhen. One, five. Ooh, ooh, that's, a, that's cool. That's cool. Are you trying to show me how many Scudetti Padawan has versus you? Or uh, Licksteiner? What, what are you trying to do here? I wish I could count on my hands 35, which is the gap in trophies, okay? So, uh, yeah. Or maybe... You're just trying to do us a favor and show where everybody's at at the table. Thank you. Thank you for letting us know, Victor. Okay? Thank you. Thank you. Now, Dom's cool. All right? I had to laugh at this, though. This is another thing I love about Gatti. Me, Lou, especially here, we always say we need a prick. We need a prick on our team. We need an asshole. And he got under the skin of Cavara, and that's easy pickings for the sensitivity uh, capital of the world, uh, Napoli. Okay, if Mario Rui was out there, Gatti wouldn't be this brave. Gatti would step on him like an ant on a sidewalk. Mario Rui? <laughs> My God, are you kidding me? I had to laugh at that, but. Mr. Daniel Bowen, who runs a Napoli podcast, had to come in here. He's a pussy. Number one. Okay, and I'm sorry. It's unfortunate Lex has to be in here in this moment as we're, you know, you know, but he's a pussy. Daniel Bowen, I don't even think Napoli fans under know what that is to even make a comparison, okay? You have to get some to know what it is. Number two... Try getting it without paying for it, okay? But nonetheless, Daniel Bowen, this is the same guy. Yep, they're just gonna get used to it. This is only the beginning. Hashtag Dynasty, April 29th. Oh my God. Dynasty. Woo! Oh, it feels so much better beating a team that is in the middle of a dynasty. All right. Woo! Daniel Bowen, check yourself, okay? Check yourself. Um, couldn't be further from the truth, but oh my God, you guys. You gotta, you gotta just love Sensitivity FC, Napoli out there looking for scraps. 
At least it wasn't 5-1. That was embarrassing. Give me a break. To all the Chihuahuas out there, day. Good morning, all right? Now, Lex, I know you probably interact with Sansoni, and, uh, you know, we all interact with Dom. I got nothing but love for Dom, but, uh, hey, I got to call it how it is. I got to call it how it is, all right? Now, the receipts are out. Everybody, okay, good laughs there. We're all good to go. Now, it's time to get to man of the match. Lex, who is your man of the match? And I think I had around three to choose from. Uh, okay. Chat, hit us with your man of the match, all right? All right, so there was, as you said, there were quite a few profiles that had a good showing yesterday. I think I had to go ultimately with Tech. Tech's my man of the match because I think, which is something that I wanted to touch upon as well, I think if Tech doesn't make those saves, I think we're talking about a different game. So I think that you just, we have to also put that into perspective as well, that there were some point blank chances that Tech got <laughs> on the right side of, which was quite incredible for us. Um, if you look even, I know I don't really like using stats, but the XG too, um, I think the fact that we had a clean sheet for that game was incredible. So Tech, thank you. Even though you made that little blunder, it's okay. I forgot about it. I've never been so happy to see an offside flag in my life. That's it. I'm going to have to go with Tech for my option. There you go. There you go. Tech definitely gets a show. We didn't even really talk about it in the highlights, but obviously everybody knows he had that blunder where he put it short. It got cut off, and then Osiman ended up being offside. Um, but he shook it off right away. But, oh, that was a sketchy, sketchy moment. Uh, the Yeah. Oh, man. Crazy. Tech can, uh, Tech's been solid ever since that uh, start to the season. That was a little rocky. In this one, I totally agree with you. He should be in the shouts. Um, I had Tech, Cambiasso, McKenny, and I didn't have Gatti in there because of some of the other playthings, despite getting the game winner. Um, I gave it to Cambiasso. I thought it was Cambiasso's, like, hands down, his best performance for Juventus and uh it's a game where I can now actually get behind McKenny and Cambiasso on the right side because I was kind of on the fence with it leading up to this and not really seeing kind of what the hype was about and not feeling that way anyways uh but uh yeah this uh, Cambiasso made me a believer that on the right side, he is uh, the guy. And I think that he's uh, going to just continue to grow there. So maybe some problems for Timothy Weah as we wait for him to get back in. But another guy he's going to be doing battle with probably for minutes. Um, Weah's got an uphill battle as he hasn't been... Um, never made that impact like it felt he was going to have from the preseason. But Cambiasso for me... He's the uh, man of the match. I thought he was just uh, fantastic for us. And that ball, Gatti scores the goal, but that ball in was uh, absolutely wonderful from Cambiasso. And he did, a, and he never backed down from all the dirty work defensively as well. So, uh, yeah, uh, I'll go there. Tech, good shout. Bremer, Sure, you can give Bremer a shout there as well. I think those were the guys. I saw, we're going to get to some other performances there. I saw Rabio getting thrown out there uh, as one. I didn't have 
Ratby Winder, and I thought, again, he had uh, some struggles in this one and some weird reads and kind of didn't seem uh, all there. Definitely not like his Monza match because Monza had him clear, clear cut man of the match for everything, and I thought it was a little off uh, in this one. Do you think Rabio should be in the mix for this game, Lex, or are you kind of on the same page as me? No, I'm on the same page as you. I thought there were other players that stood out a lot more to me um, personally for this match. And we give Rabio credit when the credit's due. And I, I didn't feel like it was really necessary to have him pointed out in that group today. But yeah, I'd agree with you, Al, on the Cambiasso show. There's definitely like, if not tied with tech for me too. Um, I think pocketing Cavada on that side, as well as I thought he did excellent um, around the box, contributing to the attack. Certain moments when he looked um, like a pure right wing out there, the way he was cutting in through the defenders, um, I thought that was excellent. So the fact that he contributed on both ends in that sense and to the attack and to the defense and his assist, of course, on a platter, like you can't ask for much better. So good show as well, Alberto. Yeah. And <laughs> Little blunder. Yeah, you know, downplay When we were talking about, uh, obviously, the chihuahuas and stuff, uh, Mikey uh, Matsaris, which I have to say thank you and welcome to the AJC family as he joined as a member uh, today on this live. Must suck only living in the past. Hey, that's what uh, that's what they got to do. That's what they got to do, all right? But uh, Jeremiah saying never mess with horsepower, all right? The... Uh, the crazy horse, Adrian Rabio. I said uh, I need him to be the same Rabio that was at uh, Monza for us uh, the rest of the season. We are uh, starving for that impact out of the middle. Uh, but maybe with Cambiasso uh, finding a home there, uh, McKinney can kind of evolve. But I do still believe this, that every game is going to be different. Napoli was never going to come in to this game and set up a low block. They were always going to stick to their four-man back, play their game on the front foot, trying to pre uh, high-press us and everything. So it makes it easier for a midfield of consisting of Rabio and McKenney in there. There are going to be games where I don't want to see McKenney in there with Rabio also being in there when we have to play through centrally. Those are going to be the games I want to see a Medetti in there or I want to try Caviglia as Regista with Locatelli as one of those Metsalas when we are going to be forced to play through that middle and it's not going to be as wide open run and gun. So that's not a knock to McKenney. It's just playing to those opponents and playing to their styles and what you're going to get. It's called game planning. And for this one, Max, uh, yeah. Max got it right. The the guys did a hell of a job, okay? And now we got to get to uh, uh, just one other performance I want to talk about, uh, Danilo. How did you find Danilo in his game back here? I thought I was happy with his game back. I felt like he was solid. Um, it was nice to have him back. I thought he had some great moments when he played out of the back, uh, especially with some like through balls over top. That was nice to see as well. Uh, yeah, overall, I was happy about it. Yeah, I think uh, at the start, you could see the rust that he had mm. been out for a while, like very, very uh, bad timing on several uh, plays, challenges, whatnot, passing. But he grew into this game and then showed uh, kind of what he's been doing for us consistently for quite some time now. So uh, Danilo had a good game. He had a good game for me. And uh, this is a big, big positive 
for Juve because I feel confident with Danilo, Bremer, Rugani, Gatti, Bremer, Danilo, Gatti, Bremer, Rugani. This is this is a, a beautiful thing. The one constant in there, though, is Bremer. Bremer is our absolute rock. Um, only out of place the one time in this game. Uh, but outside of that, the guy, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely uh, answered the call after. And you know that he's probably going to be thinking about Napoli matches moving forward every single time that comes up on the schedule because of what happened at the Miradona last season. But a good, solid, solid showing from uh, Bremer as well. Now, uh, we got uh, a question from uh, my friend Michele there, Juventino Aperes. Who deserves the captain's armband from Rabio Danilo Locatelli? So we're not at Storm the Barn yet, but we're going to tackle this one right now. <clears throat> Lex, who deserves the captain's armband out of these three? Wow. It's a good question. Um, I can answer well, if you want. You, yeah, answer first. It's for me, personal bias. Danilo, Danilo's done nothing to lose the captain's armband. I think he did everything to gain it. Okay? If we think back to his first year with Juventus, nobody would ever believe it'd get to a point where you would consider him a leader of the team or one of the captains. But he has become that captain. Um, for me... Locatelli, Locatelli will have his time. He's building up to that. Um, Rabio, when we see the Rabio like we did against Monza, that's a captain. But for me, you don't see that Rabio all the time. Last season, Rabio can be could be considered a captain for what he's doing on the pitch. This season. And for me, it's it's not locker room stuff. It's not all this. The one thing I always go to with captains is what are you doing on the pitch? Are you leading by example on the pitch? Yesterday, I would not consider Rabio's performance that of a captain's. Danilo's? I would say yeah. I would say yeah. Locatelli? Very quiet game. But defensively? Always making noise and making waves. But Danilo, for me, I leave Danilo as the captain. What do you think, Lex? Great points. Um, very similar to my perspective on this. I'd have to go with Danilo or Locatelli. As you said, and I think Locatelli is heading in that spot anyways. Um, I think Rabiot, I'd have to agree with you. Still some moments where we don't see enough from him. Um, I think, like you said, the captain, it's true shown by how you lead on the pitch, what you're doing during the game. And Danilo and Locatelli have both shown that they're capable of stepping up and taking that role on the team. So I would agree. Yeah, Danilo or Locatelli for me. Yeah. Playing with Roku. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Grinta, man. Grinta. Captain, captaincy ship. But he's building up to it. He's building up to it. I've always loved Locatelli. You know, <clears throat> I do get some fans' frustrations and whatnot, but I don't get it to that level. Uh, I think he's always uh, given his all. And, I mean, we've seen the step up, not a knock on Hans Nicolucci Cavilia, but you see the big difference when Loka gets into that spot versus 
someone that's uh, still green to it or whatnot. Like he, he does bring a lot for me. He is the glue. He's the mm-hmm. glue in that midfield, our midfield. That's not a problem. And even one of Rabio McKenney is not the problem. The problem is the traits that you don't have whatsoever. And that's the guy that's going to come in there and drive the offense and, you know, find these passes, find these through balls, find your forwards and put them in positions to do damage. That's where it's going to evolve. Whether it's going to come in January or not, uh, I don't know, everybody. I don't know. I've been hearing some uh, rumors. I'll get to the rumor mill and what I'm hearing out of Turin, but uh, it's nothing to do with the Winter Mercado, but it's still some cool news for everybody, okay? Um, This style, this is going around a lot right now. This style won't cut it in Champions League. I didn't want to pay a lot of attention to it, and I didn't get involved in any of these discussions yesterday because I was way too fucking happy about the victory, okay? But uh, we're going to tackle it now. This style won't cut it in Champions League. I say that it's not the style that won't cut it in Champions League. It's the fact that we're not clinical won't cut it in Champions League. So even if you want to go all out offense, like you want a run and gun game like this, what, what style? Yesterday was a run and gun game. We attacked back and forth with Napoli for God's sakes. Who's been scoring way more goals than us? Last season, scored way more than us. We went run and gun with them. So what do you mean this style? It's not that the style won't cut it in Champions. It's the fact that we're not nearly clinical enough for Champions League right now. That's that's what I think. But Lex, what do you think? It's a good question. I think um, an interesting discussion for sure. I You make a good point about that. Um, I'd agree for sure that I do think that there's a level of you have to be lethal in Champions League. And I think we've seen that. Um, I think we've been hurt by that when we're not. I think we've seen a lot of our failures come from that, from not taking those chances. So I'd agree. I think that, you know, looking at our conversion rate right now, it's not great. I would agree that definitely being able to be clinical in Champions League makes the difference. Um, I think still, still personally, I know, like you said yesterday, yesterday was a better example, a better showing of being able to get into that extra gear and show some attacking prowess. I think that I'd still like to see more. And that, like I said, just stems from a personal standpoint of um, what I prefer to see in a style of play. I still think that uh, in Champions League, you have to be more on the front foot. I think we've gotten burned too many times when we've transitioned into like taking a step back um, and trying to just hold our play and park the bus per se, but definitely an interesting discussion to be had. I know it'd be interesting to know, you know, if we were allowed to play in Europe, I, with the case for event, but. I don't think we would be ready this year. And I think we have to get some serious recruits in the summer to be considered in like, even in contention of doing damage in knockout rounds, we need recruits, right? Like, here's the thing. If I look at a team like Inter, <clears throat> Inter made a hell of a run last season. <clears throat> it was disgusting. Gross to watch. They made a hell of a run in Champions League. They came pretty damn close against Man City. <clears throat> that everyone thought was going <clears> to <throat> just roll them. 
Inter plays very similar to Juventus. The only reason it doesn't appear that they do is because of the amount of quality that they possess versus our roster. That's how I see it. And that's how I feel. So to say that this style won't cut it in Champions League, well, that's not, for me, that's that's not true. And it's missing so much context out of the whole thing. Because you see teams that do this all the time. They have to bend but not break and then take their moments given who they're playing against. When you're playing in a league, you're playing against teams that you see regularly, you understand more. When you're going into Champions League, you're playing some of these teams you're not familiar with. It's it's a whole different ballgame. But what has to stand out is the quality. The quality has to be there. Interplays very similar. Inzaghi is just as pragmatic as Max Allegri is. But it doesn't feel that way when they're in Champions League as of late with Inter. Their quality is coming through. So it's not to say our style won't do anything in Europe. I just don't think that this group would be able to do a lot of damage together without some recruits especially in the middle of the park and maybe <clears throat> maybe up top somebody a lot of fans have been talking about Dusan Vlaovic Vlaovic is a hot topic around Juventus right now how do you feel about Dusan Vlaovic we know that Anthony said he would like to see him under a different coach or whatever but I came out very aggressive with my beliefs and, but I'm going to let you first talk about your thoughts on Dusan Vlaovic. It's tough. Um, I'm still with Anthony. <clears throat> I still think that player that was at Fiorentina is still there, buried beneath something, but he's still there. So I would still like to see him under a different manager at Juventus. I hope we get to see that. Um, I know fans are not happy with some of his uh, big chances that he's missed, and understandably so. Um, however, I'd just like to point out that I still don't think that... I know it's interesting because the stats maybe say different, but in terms of the eye test and from what I see, we're still not creating enough clear-cut chances. Like, if you take someone like Holland, how many chances does he need at City to score? Lots, right? And I think that we are really tough on Vlaovic, and I know it has to do with the price tag. It has to do with expectations, and I agree with all of that. And I do, I really do, truly, still believe that Vlaovic's problem is with his confidence and it's mental. I do strongly feel that way because I think that he's been that guy before um, at the in this league at this level. So I don't see why there's no reason why he can't be like that again. I'm not sure what's holding him back, but I do strongly feel that that's just an aspect of the game that is often not really looked upon, mainly because it's abstract. It's hard to measure and calculate, but I'm still team Vlaovic. I don't think Allegri is though, and the club is, so I wouldn't be surprised to see him leave 
whether that's in January or at the end of the year. However, I still think that he's still my guy. I still want to keep him and trust that he'll be that player for us that he was before. But that's my that's my take yeah. on it. So Mark one saying, given the games with whom you're playing with, I agree with you. The problem is that we play the same style. This is going back to playing style, even against relegation teams. That's not necessarily true because we threw everything in the kitchen sink at Verona, at uh, Cagliari, etc., cetera, uh, Fiorentina. What, what I do, what I will say my knock on this team is, is the fact that we are too comfortable with one goal leads. We also show teams, certain teams, a big time lack of respect that they can score against us. That's my only thing. Because yesterday, did you feel that against Napoli? I didn't because we kept the pressure there. We kept the pressure there. And even if our D-line backed off, the midfield was right where they needed to be. And we didn't give them opportunities to get crosses in or do anything like that. So it's not quite that way. And maybe, just maybe, that's part of the uh, evolution so far we're seeing this season. I'm going to talk about this with Dusan Vlaovic, okay? I, I understand he was scoring more at Fiorentina, okay? A lot of those were PKs as well. Let's call it for what it is. <clears throat> a lot of them were PKs. <clears throat> we're going to talk about Haaland and how many opportunities he get. I don't think they're even on the same planet if I look at the two players, okay? And this is saying that Vlaovic, when he was coming to us, <clears throat> words out of his own mouth, Outside of pace, I think we're right there with each other, neck and neck. I think you guys are miles apart when it comes to this. Holland oozes confidence. You just look at that guy and he's like, the, the self-belief is there. And even when something doesn't go right or he botches one or whatever, he doesn't look crumbled and broken. To me, Vlaovic looks fragile. I'm sorry, you guys. I, I, I'm just, I have a tough time. Like, if a guy's underperforming, I get it that we want him to succeed and thrive. And I get that he's a fan favorite. But it's an excuse. Like, it's all excuses. When you're on that kind of money, you just have to perform. The rest is just noise, but it always feels like it's something. Oh, he doesn't like the system. Oh, he doesn't like Max. He doesn't. It's like, no, I'm sorry. Yesterday was a run and gun game. They had space. They had time. They they could have done whatever they wanted in attack, but they didn't. And like, is who who is to blame for seven big chances missed? Off of Vlaovic's feet. Who is to blame for three... What is he? Three PK misses out of his last five. Who is to blame for this? Nobody but himself. And the fact that we have to constantly try and pump him up. Or get this. And then he scores a goal against Inter. And all of a sudden it's this. And this is like, dude, you haven't done nearly enough to be throwing out sellies like this. And that's the honest to God truth. Do that consistently. Do your job to the best of your ability, which I can honestly say from watching him, he hasn't in a lot of games. I'm sorry. This is how I feel. For a guy that made that kind of money, for a guy that 
wants to be up there with Holland. He is not even on the same planet with what he is bringing. And blaming all this, blaming all that, the stats are there in front of us. He is still getting opportunities, okay? He's got, what, four or five goals in the league? Five. Five, I believe. He's got seven missed opportunity, big chances missed. Even if he buries half of those, he's in the upper echelon of the Capo Canyonera race. You know, Lataro's at a screaming pace right now, but outside of that, he'd be at the numbers he's getting with Fiorentina. But the thing for me is, you can't compare playing and scoring goals at Fiorentina for playing with Juventus. And I said the same thing to Anthony on yesterday's show, and I'll say it again here today. It's not even in the same ballpark because Max Allegri hit the nail on the head. There is an insane amount of pressure at Juventus that you cannot replicate with these other teams, but there's an insane amount of pressure. It never goes away, and the players have to deal with that. Uh, the ultimate question I ask you, Lex, even though you feel like coaching and all this, do you think he has been worth the money? Oh, man. it's. I think for where we are right now, and it's saying, okay, agreeing that looking at the overall performance um, of Lavich up till now and saying, okay, maybe not because whether that has to do with expectations we had for him when he came in, um, I think it has more to do with that. I think it has more to do with the fact that for some reason it's not cohesive between him and Allegri and the project. I think maybe that has a role to play with it as well. I wouldn't put it all still personally on his lack of um, his ability to convert or his play style, but I would have to say that at this point in time, it feels like it hasn't been. In my opinion, does that mean that I want to get rid of him and give up? No. Do I still feel that he would perform better um, if we had a different way of playing, if we had a different manager, I still feel that way. Yes. Um, however, yeah, I think it would be fair to argue that maybe right now it doesn't feel as if it was worth it. Um, I think I'd like to bring up Dell's point. It's kind of from further back in the chat, but it's in reference to that. Just like basically our play style, would it work in champions league? All of this that we're talking about, um, what effect does this have on our striker and our pressure we put on it? He said, I think the reference is to the lack of attacking ideas in general. Nothing wrong with being resolute in defense, but you need to be able to consistently create um, quite quality chances. And I think that was an interesting point um, to put out because I think we still have an issue with attacking ideas, especially in our final third. And I know, Berto, you agree with me on that too. I do think that puts a lot of pressure on our nine. And I know that comes with the role. That's what you get for being a target nine um, and being that guy in the front um, in the front lineup. However, I just I can't get past looking at guys like Sule at Frosinone, um, looking at Morata at, 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 at um, Atletico. I can't get past looking at that. And I know you'll say it's different because and it is. It's not <coughs> the same. But yeah. um, when he plays for the Azzurri, there's these examples of this attacking power that we maybe we just haven't tapped into enough yet. And I still still truly feel that way. And I know you mentioned the quality of our squad, but I still think it's there. I just think that it's not the right environment for our attackers right now. 
And whether that has to do with Max's philosophy or style, um, I still believe that. Uh, I don't, I, I, I just, I, I can't <laughs> keep, I can't keep uh, just, def like I said, like, I don't feel confident taking these guys into a run and gun game because I don't think they'll bury enough. I just don't. Out of our last, uh, what was it? I, I saw a stat line, and I think it was dating back to the Milan game. A forwards only scored one of our goals since the Milan game. Vlaovic against Inter. The rest have been outside of our forward positions. It's a problem. <laughs> it's a big problem. It's a, it's, it's a big problem. You want these guys thriving. You want these guys firing. But I can't, I can't just put it on system and style because the games have all been different. We have games where we've thrown everything in the kitchen sink at opponents to try and get goals and stuff. And these guys have had nothing but the ball to try and score and everything and keep going at them. Like you have Verona, you have Cagliari. Um, we have um, uh, another game that uh, eludes me for the moment. But I just, I don't know. If I'm looking at Vlaovic, I think there's uh, <clears throat> I think there's a very tough decision that has to be made if you're Juventus. Because while you all may be right <clears throat> that maybe just maybe a new coach, a new system, whatever comes in there. But if we get this thing done, are we going to be looking for a new coach in the summer? Like everything we're hearing and everything that people like to believe about our players. Another excuse we try to make up for our players is that they don't like max they don't like playing in this manner chiesa does an interview for the azuri oh he's taking shots at max they looked pretty friendly in the locker room yesterday <clears throat> did they not these guys love max it looks like they, they love did. max they did i mean it did yeah i i can't argue with that <clears throat> um they were pretty happy after that win like me i was even a little bit like hey you know what max allegri well done Good job on that one, <laughs> but yeah, I, they did happy. I I think there's a lot of positivity coming out of this group right now. We talked a bit about it yesterday, just um, in terms of getting some guys maybe out of that locker room that needed to leave. The team feels finally truly united. Okay, and that's a massive positive as far as what's going to happen with our players' performances and everything that they're doing. They just got to keep on rolling. And this season, I've, I've found it funny because it's like we don't want to, based on what's happened previously in these previous last few seasons, it's like we don't want to allow ourselves to believe what could happen this season. Okay? So I'm going to ask a question here. And everybody in the chat, fire away. Lex, can we finally start to believe in this team this year? I think, I think we can. I think we can allow ourselves to let down our guard a little bit. Um, I'm still waiting to get through February because that little rough patch like from last season still got some PTSD from that. So I'm waiting for the new year. We need to get past that. <clears throat> but I am feeling like I believe in these guys a bit more. 
And why I think you make a great point, Al, about the unity that it feels the group has. I think it's interesting to note the characters that we have on the field right now in terms of like challenges they've overcome and how that's truly forged them into the players that they are. I think that character and the way you play, I think there's a lot of connection between that. We have guys like Gatti, Cambiasso, um, even someone pointed out in the chat earlier about Cambiasso's path up to Juventus, which I thought was interesting as well with seasons in Serie D. Chi and B to make it there. So I think it's really interesting to note that we have these players that have overcome um, these difficulties. Same with Danilo in his first season, right? Yeah. And I think that it's nice to see that growth and to see that they're truly enjoying thriving in that environment. Because I think even as a player, when you overcome that and that's a part of your character now, you play that way. You play with an edge, right? You always play, play, play like you have something to prove which I think is a great quality to have in our team. Yeah. So Mark one saying, no, Berto, this team is not enough to compete in European football leagues. Again, everybody, <clears throat> I stated, are we ready to believe in this team this season? We are not in European play. We've already addressed earlier on in this show. I literally said it. This team will not be doing anything this season in Champions League, not because of style, because of quality. I admit we need recruitments, we need reinforcements, but for this particular season, with what we have, even if nobody comes in January, only having to focus on Syria, this team is definitely, definitely capable and able to go through this season's entirety and be neck and neck with Inter. Absolutely. Absolutely. We just went through a patch where nobody expected us to probably sit where we're sitting right now. I had to listen about how Inter was going to come in and steamroll Juventus. Didn't happen. I had to listen about the fear of Napoli breaking out and scoring a bunch of goals on us. It didn't happen. Our defense is right there with Inter, okay? Defense, okay, will win you championships. Do we need to score more? Yes, but I don't think that's because of the style. I think the guys up there just need to be a hell of a lot more sharper. And at times, I think, yeah, we can get some of those Mitsalas in there a little bit more aggressively to get after goals. But yeah, we have everything it takes to be in the mix this season. I understand everybody goes to Europe and why are we trying to use this team? A team that only brought in Timothy Weah in a Mercado, okay, as a benchmark for what they're going to do in Europe. It makes zero sense. You gauge this team and we measure them based on what they're doing. This was a major transitional year, not in terms of roster, not in terms of lineup, but in terms of the finances, finally biting the bullet and getting the books where they need to be. That's what's got to happen. And we finally are doing it. But you can't measure this team with the European teams. We didn't have the resources to try and recruit any players to go at Europe. Right now, I am there. I believe in this team. We can do it. There are 
I'm hearing already Inter will not drop points. You think Inter's not going to drop a point from here to the end of the season? <sighs> Maybe Samartzic is going to give us all an early Christmas gift and give Inter a big day today. Who knows? Who knows? The games have to be played. We'll see. I highly doubt that, by the way. But <laughs> I, I just, I believe in this team that when you have a strong defense like that, anything can happen. Maybe, just maybe, like this, our offense starts to click. Maybe Kiesa and Vlaovic start to heat up like they did at the start of the season. Who knows? Who knows? Only time will tell. We do have a little bit of time, everybody, for some Storm the Barn questions. I want to ask Lex, is there anything we didn't tackle that you wanted to talk about, or maybe you have a question you want to put out to the AJC Army in the live chat. What do you What do you think? Anything? Otherwise, I can get right into the first storm the bar. Oh, I think um, really quickly. I know that we've talked about this before, Berto, but I saw some comments I was reading through. Um, interesting points. I think Shatterstar had a good one. Um, Aldo had some as well about the midfield. Yes. Um, the quality of our midfield, because I think that's a great point. I know, Al, last time we were on the pod together, we talked about this too, um, about the fact that, you know, if we're trying to figure out what's this problem, why aren't our strikers scoring? Because clearly that's their job, right? We looked at the fact that maybe it's the players behind them, right? What's not clicking in our midfield? Um, so I want to put a question out to the chat and to you. What do we think is missing from our midfield? What profile? What type of player? Do you think that bringing in a certain profile of player would make a big difference in our midfield and in raising the quality? Or do you think it's more of like the fact that the players we have aren't connecting the right way? Like, have we not found the right fit in the midfield? What's going on there? Lazar Samardzic. <laughs> Everybody knows I'm I'm big on some artists. No, I like for me our midfield losing Pogba and Fajoli hurts big time. You don't replace yeah. Pogba amongst your squad with guys out of next gen or young players. You just don't do that, right? Fajoli, I have high expectations of Fajoli. And I still felt like while he did really good last season, I still felt like there was more we needed, more influence, more impact. Um, but I think these guys need time to develop into that, these young guys. Miretti is nowhere near where we need the creation level to be. I don't think it's necessarily the guys not clicking either or anything. I think if you're trying to ask players to do something that they're just physically is not their game, you're going to be struggling. Like, this is why I say yesterday, it doesn't look as bad when you have a midfield consisting of Rabio McKinney. When you're forced to play through the middle and you need those guys to be creators, then it's going to look pretty redundant and painful because they're not those guys, right? We need, in my personal opinion, a clear-cut, offensive-minded midfielder, hands down. Someone that has the confidence, that wants the ball, wants to be on the ball, that wants to control and dictate and find those forwards. That will help a guy like Chiesa not have to come back to get the ball. That'll be able, maybe we could start springing them on fast breaks because they can push a little higher. 
because they know the ball will come. The ball will be delivered. McKenney's not going to drop that pass. No disrespect to him. Rabiel's not going to make that pass. You know, Locatelli, he will. But when you're playing ahead of the defense and then you're getting the ball in and around the area, it's not going to come too. But these guys, like, I think it's, it's if you find a game breaker, a guy that wants to be that guy in this midfield, you plug him in. I think that goes a long way for the group right now and everything that we have built. Bigger than any formation change, bigger than anything like that. We just need a guy that's ready to come in and will have that confidence and be able to do it. Even though I love like the thought of bringing in Samardzic, yeah, I have doubts that he could do that at Juventus because, again, we were talking about Fiorentina to Juventus. Udinese to Juventus is an even like bigger gap you know so but for me that's what i believe what do you think lex yeah i agree i think that's a great opinion to have um i think the player you're getting at is aldo put it into um, a nice little passage here we need a hybrid type player that can link mid and attack but is still part of the midfield a player like modric or pogba and i think what i want to point out too is the loss of pogba and fajoli in our midfield, those are two huge losses that I think that we just don't talk about enough. And not even Pogba, because you can say, oh, like Pogba was never really there anyways, like Pogba 2.0. I would say it was more the loss of the potential of Pogba, right? Yeah. Whether or not it was a little bit delusional to believe that we were getting the OG Pogba back um, for that second round, I think that that... The Pogba that we all wanted, that profile is truly missing. And I think that, I don't know, the question to be had is, is there someone right now that we can, A, afford to bring in, B, that we can bring in right now that would be on that level? Because I think, especially coming to our team and the way we play, as well as, you, as you said, the pressures of playing at Juve, I think it would take a very, very special type of midfielder at yeah. this point now right so does that player exist is my is you know what i think about often too and um i do still like miretti and i still believe in him as well but as you said it's just like right now we are we're missing that guy we're missing someone like you said that wants to link attack that wants to have the vision in the final third like yeah i think he needs a a lone miretti but i do believe in him still i do um Let's get to some store of the Bards, uh, RB comps. Who is your number one to bring in in January? Guys, I'd love uh, Kevin Taram. Um, so, Kefren Taram. Um, Kevin Taram. Kefren Taram, I'm assuming. Okay. My number one, because Taram is just not uh, realistic. Um, Samardzic may be a summer move, if that. We might come out of January with nobody, everybody. Uh, that might be it, but you guys know where I stand. Uh, <clears throat> Taram or Samardzic, give me one of those two, but I would gladly take for the bang for your buck that Samardzic could potentially be. I would take Samardzic, to be honest, um, just because I think one of the big things Juve's got to get back to is how we work methodically through Mercados and how we have to get very, very smart about our spending um bring me some ardzich if it's a loan and then like a purchase at the end of it of 20 25 like bring me some ardzich lex yeah i like that take i think i'll go for that too um i think i'm gonna have a little smart um 
special watch today. If you guys are tuning into that yeah. Inter game, we'll see. We'll see if he's a Juventino, you know, at heart, right? Or already wears the black stripes. Man, so. oh, just inject it into my veins. Samar just scoring against Inter after a broken down deal. And then signing for Juve, maybe sealing the deal and a victory for Udinese today. Oh, my God. That would just be a killer weekend. But, again, not expecting it whatsoever. Mark, one, we all agree that we need reinforcements. In which part of the team do we need players, defenders, midfielders, or strikers? I would say in all departments. <clears throat> I would say we need the least amount of help at the defender scenario um i feel pretty comfortable with uh the defenders we have i would like to see a switch up done for sandro i think dean hoisin could go somewhere and get some minutes and i would be okay with that i don't think he needs to stick around here to get minutes rugani's been doing great in coverage so i'd like to see somebody come in and replace sandro for the midfield absolutely absolutely top priority for me, uh, is the midfield strikers. We shouldn't, we shouldn't. Um, and if we are again, you got a big, big problem because one of those guys is on huge money and came in on a huge deal. So I say midfield. Uh, what do you think, Lex? Are you comfortable in the defense like I am? And what do you think up top midfield's got to be top priority though, right? Yeah, I think with three at the back, I think we're fine. If we're continuing with our three at the back system, then sure. Um, defense is pretty good. Midfield, for sure. I think I would go with wing backs. I think that would be my top priority. Um, yeah, because wing backs is yeah. curious. A lot of people hating on Kostic. I thought he did a lot of grunt work yesterday and killed himself. I will say, yeah, Kostic... Not my favorite profile. I want to explore something or someone else on that side, but I will say, and I did agree with AJ on that, which is shocking. We agreed on something. That I did see, like you said, the grunt work, the defensive work rate. I did see the the appeal to have him in that role for that, you know, solely for that contribution. Not my personal favorite contribution. I prefer more tacking profiles, but that's just, like I said, personal bias, but... I can appreciate the role that he had yesterday for that as well. Yeah. I uh, I think, uh, like, for me, Kostic leaves me frustrated a lot of the time, but I can never question the work rate, the uh, determination, and everything he does defensively. Offensively, yeah, I think we want more, but would we be suffering at the back end trying to go with another profile? If Kostic is the one doing all of the grunt work and Cambiasso is the one advancing, I'm okay with that. Mm. It's a decent little trait. You'll often also. see that on a lot of teams where they predominantly attack through one flank and kind of base it out with the rest. We saw Italy do that to an extreme at the Euros that led them to a victory. Spinazzola was the bomber. And uh, on the opposite end, you just hang back and you protect, right? So... It's, uh, if it all works with the rest of the group, then it's fine. But as an individual standpoint, yeah, I can see the frustration with Costage. 
For sure. And I think quickly Kostic as well, maybe playing more of a defensive um, minded first type of style, maybe allows Chiesa to occupy that left hand side and occupy that half space that we like to see him in. Right. Yeah. Maybe if you have a player more advanced then you're drawing more numbers to that area. Right. So maybe that's part of it as well. Yeah. Dell's says Max has been our coach for eight of the last 10 seasons. As UV, as UV fans, we're not, we've not experienced much else in that time. How can anyone say it's impossible for another coach to do better? I don't think anybody can say it's impossible for another coach to do better, but the fact that there would be doubts about someone doing better are valid. Like anything is possible, but there's just no guarantee. Nothing in life is guaranteed and nothing in football is guaranteed. Uh, I would never say it's impossible for another coach to do better, but, but I have massive, massive doubts that 95% of the coaches out there wouldn't have left last season. Do you agree or disagree with me on that, Lex? I agree with you. I, I can't that... see. Yeah, yeah. I just can't see anybody sticking around and dealing with that nonsense that had nothing to do with Max. And he was put on the front line. Like, yeah. how many coaches would be complaining and bitching about the fact they only saw Timothy Weah come in in a Mercado? It's true. That's true. Can't argue with that. And I know we've mentioned this before, maybe a little Juve conspiracy, but bringing back Max maybe had something to do with foreshadowing what was to come. Maybe there was awareness. Um, maybe that's why the heavy contract. Here, you're going to have to deal with all of this. Let's give you a little extra incentive to stay, <clears throat> right? Like who's not going to leave or abandon at that time? little more of a personal relationship back when we had Agnelli. Yeah, I think it's interesting, definitely. It's, but um, I would agree. Yeah, you, you, just, you just don't know, right? And, uh, I mean, could we put something like the scenario Lex just cooked up as not being possible when you're talking about Agnelli, Andrea Agnelli, who is, like, always thinking and looking ahead and, for the most part, has always been miles ahead of people? The ending... To uh, Andrea Agnelli's uh, air was pretty brutal. But uh, when it comes to Max, I've got this, you know, like, I I want to see us pumping teams 3-0, okay? You know, I want to see that. But I also look at the roster, and you got to be realistic too and, and realize there's gaps there. And when you watch them play, the mistakes that are coming up are not Max's mistakes. Like it's these guys, these passes that they can't hit, like these moments where they just can't make the right decision. Like I, I feel for the guy and everything he had to put through last season. Like I, I find myself going back and forth with Max Allegri. Okay. But at the end of the day, I do that with players too. And ultimately it's never about the name on the back of the kit it's never about the coach it's about juventus it's about what's best for juventus right now we're top of the table all right we're top of the table momentarily given uh, what could happen in uh, inter's match but uh we're doing well and we're on the up i know everybody is still thinking like you want us to be champions league contenders like that 
we got to build it up. This is a slow build. Look at our, we cut the average age of this team by almost four years. Okay. We have very little proven winners on this team. Okay. It's true. You have a young team, a lot of 23 and under players. You have very few proven winners. I think it comes down to this pressure and these expectations we always put on Juventus. But when you look at what's in front of you, this team with one competition should be doing what they're doing this season, and they are. So credit to all of them, the players and Max, but this is uh, this is what it is. It's going to be a slow build to getting back to being this juggernaut that we want Juventus to do. But there's other factors they have to get right. How they do business, how they operate. Juntoli, Juntoli hasn't even started yet, everybody, until we free up that money. So let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. We've got to put up a Zulu Juve's comment. It said, imagine Sari dealing with a 10-point penalty. Oh, my God. <laughs> the tears. Turin would have flooded. We would have had to build another stadium. We would have been in complete debt. It would have been over. It would have been over. Last one, I think. Uh, you guys are great. There are a few more. We might tackle it in the green room, okay, because we do have to wrap things up. But uh, anyone has the difference in stats in big games between last season and this season? We do have Max in big games this season. Um, I don't have last seasons. I know it was brutal for the first two years before he came in, okay? But uh, I do believe I have uh, the stats of this season let me just try and track them down uh, i gotta get better at bookmarking for god's sakes so in big matches this season uv has collected 14 points out of a possible 18 okay so that is uh the ones you'd consider big are Lazio, Atalanta, Milan, Fiorentina, Inter, Napoli. He only saw draws against Atalanta and Inter. The rest were victories. It was nowhere near that last season or the season before. Like, our big game numbers were brutal. I think in the two years prior to this season in big games, I think we had four wins total. Like, it was very, very poor big game record. So, it's a massive, massive change. Massive, massive change and a positive. We do have room. What do you think if we get Sancho on loan, Lex? We have Sule. Hey, there you go. Hey. There you go. <laughs> I liked, I'm a no for Sancho. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm a no. It doesn't make sense to me. And why take a chance with a locker room that seems to be pretty solid right now? Pretty united. Like, don't do it. Don't do it for now. Do you think any team out there would pay big money for Vlaovic now? Yes. Yes. I do believe still teams would come in for Dusan Vlaovic. Keep in mind, if Juve decides to do some, this has been one more year where the amortization kicks in. And it would be less required for us to see still... Uh, positive on the uh, balance sheet. So we'll see what uh, happens. Aldo is probably going to be our last one. Guys, get the likes up. Okay, subscribe to the channel if you're new. Storm the Bar. Was Allegri's attempt to convert Ilian Jr. to Mitzala potentially a stroke of genius? Could he be that Pogba Taram type creative midfielder? 
I know he might leave, but I wonder if in at play. I <clears throat> I have not been able to figure out the vision on Ailing Jr. as Mitsala. I I like for me it doesn't work. He doesn't have the build. The 1v1s that he likes to are very risky in the middle of the park. Uh, he is an out-and-out winger for me. The pace and everything, like he just fits that model. We also haven't seen anywhere close to the amount of minutes to decide whether or not he could do that. But for me, I have major doubts about him as a Mitsala Lex. Yeah, I think it was interesting. I recall this moment. Um, I think, I don't know, I don't really know the history. Correct me if I'm wrong, if he's never played in that role before. Um, positional changes at this point in your career are pretty rare. So I think that maybe it's a little out there. Yeah, I think I agree with Berto that he seems to be that um, on-the-wing type player. I'd agree with that as well. But, um, you know, Allegri being the tinker man that he is, so it's an interesting interesting suggestion. But, yeah, the I would stick with man. The, the tinker man. Yeah, that one, can't really figure out. I can't really figure out. Max has a good ability to turn guys into wingbacks, though, and fullbacks. Because, uh, uh, yeah. Be careful. He's turning yeah. you into a fullback if you go play there. Watch I'll, out. I'll, I'll, give, I'll give him that. I'll give him that. But, uh Illing at uh, Mitsala, I don't know. And Illing's future, maybe away from Turin. Maybe we'll finish here with the we'll young. Uh, what's that? We'll regret it if we get rid of him. But hey, you know what? And this is a good one to finish on because I was kind of uh, defending uh, Juventus. Um, we have so many young players, we can't keep them all. It's impossible. What? It's impossible to keep them all. The other thing is too, who's the last guy we got rid of that we regretted? I don't even regret Delict, and everybody made a huge fuss about that. Don't even regret that. The only one I can come up with is Kingsley Coleman. Coleman was the last young player we got rid of that I was like, that now we can look back and be like, man, yeah, we shouldn't have let Kingsley Coleman go. But outside of that, who? But this is a different, this is a new era of our next gen. This is a new era, Al. This is different. This is our hopes for the future. Fagioli, Miretti, Hoisin, so Cambiasso. Like, you can't keep all of these players. We got Nonje still. You got Illing Jr. We got Yildiz. We can't keep them all. <laughs> our average age is going to drop to, like, 23. <laughs> like, Oli, we're going to have 18-year-olds, uh, 19-year-olds out here. Listen, out of all these guys, okay, Yildiz, Hoysen, uh, Nonje, um, you've got uh, Miretti, we've got Illing Jr. So that you have to sacrifice a couple guys. Who are you sacrificing? Illing Jr.'s, and it's tough to say because of how he plays, but Nonje is actually being compared to that young Paul Pogba. That's who Nonje is getting compared to. Like, ultimately, I don't want to see any of them go. Okay, but Yildiz for me, absolutely have to keep. Hoysen, absolutely have to keep. Miretti needs a loan before I make a final decision on. 
Yeah, Medetti needs a loan before I make a final decision on that. Outside of that, anything can happen. But for me, Yildiz and Hoisin, like, you have to. Hoisin is like the poise that I saw him play with in from when he entered for the last 27 minutes against Milan is massive at 18 years old. Like, he needs a loan. This guy needs to be groomed. Um, could be an absolute uh, force with poise like that at that age. For me, Yildiz and Hoisin have to stay. But, like, who would you sacrifice out of that group? It's tough. It is. Yeah, it's difficult. It's difficult. I think, ultimately, they have to play. So, you know, like, if Ealing is not finding playing time, then he has to leave. He has to play. Um, Onika Lucy as well. Yeah, it's... Yeah, Fajoli, when he returns, it's it's difficult. It is. It really yeah. is. But I think, yeah. ultimately, like I said... He needs to play, so if he has to yeah. go somewhere else for that, then I would love to keep hurt. it. I would love to keep him in our possession, like maybe alone, right? Mm -hmm. But it doesn't seem that that's a play because let me ask you this question. Let me twist it a little bit, okay? If a sale of Illing Jr. meant bringing in the midfielder we needed in January, do you pull the trigger on that move? Yes or no, Lex? Right now, you know what? Yes. Why? Because I don't think Allegri is going to use Ailing anyways. So I think if he's not going to use him, then we can get money for him to bring in someone else he will use because he's our coach right now, and Ailing will be able to pl play and prove everyone wrong, then yes. All right. There you go. And you know what? Another thing, you, you used this answer earlier, and you should have used it again. We have Sule. Sule. <laughs> That's a new catchphrase. We have Sule. We have Sule. What were those rumors about Yildiz being unhappy, by the way? There is absolutely nothing to it. No substance to it. Look, Yildiz, um, Juve promoted him to first team. Uh, they sped up the process from the Primavera right to next gen, right into Juve. They are trying to just keep... Uh, obviously, he got the... Um, he got the uh, contract extension as well. Look, Yildiz is happy. He should be happy, okay? He is the next wave, and he is one everyone's going to have eyes on, labeled as a phenom. I look forward to seeing uh, Keenan Yildiz. The other thing I always say about our youngsters, everybody, one of the things that I look at is we can't demand so much out of them it needs to be the older players and the vets that need to carry the weight so that the young guys can integrate more comfortably. And uh, in a game like yesterday, McKenney pulled a lot of the weight. Locatelli was pulling weight. Kostic was pulling weight. Cambiasso had some freedom. And he looked good. And he looked good. Gatti, you take the good with the bad, but he keeps scoring. Maybe, you know what? Maybe he takes his good friend Vlaovic's job. No, no. We're not going to put him up at striker, okay? Vlaovic, you're safe. You're safe. But your boy's bailing you out. Your boy is bailing you out, okay? That's why they're so close, okay? Because Gatti keeps bagging the goals, all right? It's all good. Top of the table, everybody. All right? Juve keeps trucking along. Hey, you guys, I was laughed at. I was ridiculed, okay? And I'm okay with it. I don't care. I don't care. All I care about is Juve thriving. I said the month of December, 
I asked, how many points do you see Juventus getting in five games? I said 15 points. All wins. Merry Christmas. It's happening. The <laughs> one everybody was nervous about, the one everybody docked was Napoli. Next up, Genoa. Guess what Genoa sucks at? Scoring goals. We have an awesome defense. I expect a victory there. Frozenone, our B-side. They're not going to beat the A-side. God damn it, you know Sule's scoring though, okay? But we're still winning. Roma. Roma. Yeah. How are they top four? Roma's got 18 points, I think. What did I say? 19 points in their last eight games. Six wins, one draw, one loss. But I'll tell you what. Unconvincing. Awful back line. (laughs) Mediocre midfield. Paredes, Mancini especially, are going to get this. Juve's going undefeated in the month of December. Merry Christmas, everybody. We're going to rock it. Lex, I'm sorry, Dybala will not score in that game, okay? He will not. Roma will drop out, RB Comp says. Hey, look, Syria, always fun to watch, always interesting, but it's always that much sweeter when we're on top and the Chihuahuas keep yipping. Have a great weekend, everybody. It's going to be fantastic that we got business out of the way and we could sit back and relax. Lex, always an absolute pleasure having you on. Okay, I'm glad we can start getting you back on more often. Forza Juve, everybody. Fino alla fine. Like the video. Subscribe to the channel. Share the All Juve cast with your friends. Let's keep growing this fantastic community. You guys are the best. Cacho with Reno Z. Go check out his channel too. My friend, also fellow member of the Juventus official fan club, Vancouver. You guys are the best. Animesh, longtime supporter. Thank you, guys. Oh, my God. If you think I had receipts today, oh, just (laughs) wait. Wait if we could put that 39th up there. Oh, just wait, everybody. Take care. You guys are the best, all right? And uh, yes, big Udinese win incoming. Cross those fingers, everybody. Let's see. Let's see. Take care, everybody. Forza Juve. Fino alla fine. Let the Chihuahuas yip, baby. Okay? Let them yip. I love it. It makes it all the sweeter. Ciao tutti. Yeah.